0: Lesson 47. Hello again. I was asked by Corey a while back if I could do an episode on wildlife photography, and he mentioned that he was especially interested in bird shots. So this got me thinking. I recall that one of my students, Maddie, a senior at the high school, was an avid birdwatcher photographer and later learned that her father was as well. In fact, the whole family goes birdwatching together on a regular basis. Since I have very little experience in wildlife photography myself, I thought what could be more fitting than to ask Maddie and her father to be guests on the show. Fortunately, they accepted the invitation, so we all got together in one of the art rooms after school one day and set up the video camera for the special show on bird photography. And by the way, if Maddie looks familiar, that's because she was the model in Lesson 36, or episode 23 in iTunes, on Studio Portraiture. I began the interview by asking Maddie's dad, Mark, how he got started in birdwatching, and what role photography plays in their sport. Well, is it birds first or photography first? Birds. Birds first is what really inspires you, okay? Yeah, because you've
1: been
2: birding for years.
1: Her mom, my wife, Terry, got me started in bird watching she, when I met her, she's like, yeah, I I watch birds for fun. I'm like, yeah, right. (laughs) She goes, just go out with me, you'll love it. And I'm telling you, I was hooked. Yeah. Because these are the birds that are just passing through, coming back from their wintering grounds to go up north for spring and for mating. And they're all in their spring plumage. And
2: when they're most vibrant and
1: oranges and greens and yellows and blues and you, you just,
0: Cannot fathom the colors. Um, so obviously, your passion is the hugest thing behind all of this. Is the birds? And your concern for the uh, for wildlife and their habitat and all that stuff, and the photography was sort of a. The icing on the cake, maybe? Are you glad you're taking oh. the pictures? Oh, yeah. So I
1: see these pictures now. Oh,
2: he is so emotional over these pictures. <laughs> I mean, especially with the Kirtlands, just like remembering, you know, that day and how rare oh. it is to see a Kirtlands in this area because normally they, they migrate. I mean, it literally in made in Michigan. Made
0: so. What is that, a Kirkland? Kirtland. A
2: Kirtlands.
1: K I R T L A N D S. That's Kirtlands. a type of bird? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a, that's a rare That's There's that only be? like 2,000 of these birds. Wow.
2: At like one point, it was like in the hundreds, and yeah. then they kind of bounced back.
1: And there's only, they're only in a, little, in a little spot in Michigan, they need this, this jack pine tree. Mm-hmm. One of our bird friends, is the first time he's seen one in migration, he's been doing it 30, 40 years. Wow,
0: so it's just like finding the big kahuna after it, all. This, it, yeah. Makes like, a grown,
1: I mean makes a grown man cry. <laughs> okay, there you go. I'm serious.
0: While Mark's passion for bird watching is clearly by his concern for nature and his interest in the birds themselves, his daughter's interest includes capturing their images on film. I asked Maddie what it is about bird photography that she finds so appealing.
2: I really like wildlife photography because you get to capture and see a lot of things that most people won't ever see in their lifetime. And I just love really being out in nature, too, and I like being out in it before it's all gone, unfortunately.
0: I also asked her what a typical day is like whenever she and her family are out there pursuing their passion.
2: A typical day when shooting birds, it starts off by getting up really early in the morning in the spring because spring migration is when all the birds come back and kind of nest near lakes to kind of relax and when I go up to Crane Creek we leave at like 5 in the morning and we're there by 7 because the birds start calling and they get active around then and we basically look and call for them and I think Crane Creek is nice because you have that that boardwalk that's just kind of right in the center of everything and you have people around you that love and have the same passion as you so they can help you like identify things that you're not too sure about and um, I I help my dad when he shoots because I I know more about photography than he does he just kind of points and shoots and just kind of hopes he gets a shot and then crops it in later so, typically what you want to do is get get there early um, and just kind of wait for the lighting to get nice. Because if you have just kind of gray colors and you can't really capture the colors, and I don't recommend that you use flash because that will most likely scare the birds away. So you basically need to stay out for a good day, like a good solid maybe eight hours. Because we leave probably around five o'clock when we're at Crane Creek if it's a good fallout day and by a fallout day I mean like there's birds in every tree and you don't know what tree to look at so you need to stay for a long time and you just have to really be patient that's kind of all I'm saying because the birds can be camera shy and your neck will hurt I will guarantee you that especially with cerulean warblers that like to hang up really really high in trees so you have to wait for that shot and you need a really good shutter speed because if they move, you're going to have a blurry image if you have a really low shutter speed. So really just be patient, get there early, and get a great shot.
0: As far as equipment goes, Maddie shoots with a Nikon D60 and a 55 to 200 millimeter lens. She says that even though there are longer lenses out there, she thinks that lugging around a tripod just to take longer shots could be more trouble than it's worth since the birds are on the move so much. Still, she admits, she plans on trying a longer lens sometime in the future once she can afford to buy one. As my interview with Mark and Maddie continued, I began realizing that birdwatching sounds like a sport that is much like hunting, except that the game is shot with a camera instead of a weapon of some kind. This got me wondering if they ever used anything like a duck call to attract the birds to them in some way. When you guys... Uh, is there any way to attract the birds to you? Someone mentioned something.
2: Um, like typically, you, can, you can't like... <laughs> you can you can call them by their songs, but you're really not supposed to do that because then, like, the males will get pissed at you and they'll, like, come at you. But typically, you can, yeah. you can just kind of go, like, psh, 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 and they'll, yeah, and, and they'll be attracted to that, and then they'll come to you, and they'll drop down closer.
0: Is that birds in general? Mm-hmm. or Okay, so yeah. they like that noise. They get yeah. attracted mm-hmm. by that. Okay. They
2: also sell, like, little bird whistles, too, or something. We used to have one that, like, squeaked. And like they would be attracted to that too, but then my mom ran over it with her truck. So whoa! <laughs> I
1: mean, you can play the the song of the bird. <laughs> some people think it's okay. Some people don't. I mean, if you do, you should
0: play it like one time, have the bird come in, and that's it.
2: Prairie yeah. warblers hate it when you I mean, call. They'll dive right at you. Do you guys ever
0: get mad at other bird watchers? They ever do any things that, uh, things that annoy you or anything, or they pull pretty when much. Well, people are
2: out. too loud okay. when they when they talk just incessantly because that's going to scare them away obviously yeah.
0: so is everything pretty much whispering the whole time you're um, out yeah, doing yeah. this there's no regular voiced conversation it's just inside whisper. voices so it's a lot like hunting period it's yeah. you uh sort of just being there without them knowing you're there mm-hmm. yeah um oh okay so like, let like that what was it called kirkland richland Kirkland's, yeah okay <laughs> that day that you shot that was that the one day that that Particular bird touched down and he was moving on, or was he hanging out for a few days? Or, I mean, what's how's that work? He was
1: there, he was there like three, four, or five days, which was just shocking. how do you know that? Because so we went there every day, okay. We kept and checking then, the bird line, and people kept So he saying. would stay
0: in the same sort of habitat in the area all that time, and then all of a sudden he's gone. So, you yeah, because the moving. first
1: day, because we were out at Blendon Woods, and I always check my phone for see what people are reporting. Someone said they saw heard it. We're like, yeah, right. So we kept bird watching. It was me and Terry and our friend Jerry. When went and I checked it again, someone else said, yeah, it's here. I mean, we got in the car and we took off
2: <laughs> They we went right
1: that. down there and we called some other bird friends. And we were down there, I don't know, two, three hours. hours. <laughs> and then the bird actually did take off kind of more towards the campus. So, so we laughed. We thought, oh, that's it. But what an experience and kept checking the bird line, and it was still there. It just came back to those same trees.
2: And also, what type of bittern showed up there?
1: I forget which one it, it was. It might have been an
2: American one, I think. And bitterns are really uncommon for this area, and it just walked across the street, and then it was... They had
1: to stop traffic, I guess. Yeah,
2: so it was just something bizarre. I wish I could have seen it, because I've never seen a, a bittern before. Across the
1: street is really weird. No, They're really just, shy. Yeah.
2: They're really shy, so for them to be in like this urban area, it's just like, Misplay. So you've got the Kirtland's, and then you've got Bitter, and
0: it's like, <laughs> That's
1: cool. So gen- in general, the birds are basically staying maybe a day or two resting and feeding and then moving on.
0: So another their habitat is obviously very, very important. Mm-hmm. Well what would you, uh, if people want to get started in um, bird slash wildlife photography, or okay, bird photography, what would you suggest to them? To, you know, How would you get started in this?
1: I just think they need to go out and and, and see the birds,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, at least give it a try. Mm-hmm. We're always trying to get people into it. Some people, oh yeah, we'll do it. They never do And they just don't know what they're missing. I think you just need to go out and then experience it at least one time, you say, hey, I gave it a chance, I gave it a
0: try. So you recommend everyone to give it a shot?
2: And when people, I think there's kind of this, negative connotation when you hear bird because most people think we're looking at like robins and cardinals and just stuff in right. the backyard. But no, we're looking at beautiful birds that you don't see in typical everyday life. We're looking at warblers. We're looking at loons and bitterns yep. and cuckoos. Just really awesome things. So They're just passing through. Yeah. You
0: know? So you're looking for the rarities really for yeah. this habitat. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever thought about like going out of the United States or a different part of the United States oh. and really going big time with this? My my
2: mom, she wants to go to Mexico to see uh the lovely cotinga and
0: like. So she's got her favorites yeah. out there. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I would love to, <laughs> but that's a lot of money. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I think some of those birds out there in these other countries just will even blow these birds away. As much oh, as yeah. we love these, these birds.
2: Tropical birds are gorgeous, unbelievable.
0: Mark and Maddie's enthusiasm for birdwatching was infectious, and after the interview ended, I eagerly accepted their invitation to go out with them sometime to see what I've been missing. I'll let you know how that went in a later episode. If you'd like to learn more about birdwatching, there are some excellent resources at birds.audubon.org. I've included the link in the description for this episode. I want to thank Mark and Maddie for taking the time to share their expertise on birdwatching and bird photography with me. I was inspired by the passion they share for a sport that clearly exemplifies the magic of photography, the ability to capture a fleeting moment of beauty in an image that will live on long after that moment has passed, to be shared with others who can in turn appreciate the magnificence of our ever-dwindling natural resources. Well, that's about it for now. If you have any wildlife shots you'd like to share, why not post them on the Photography 101 Facebook page? We'd love to see them. Until next time, goodbye. (laughs) i <laughs>